Barbershop, live, here we are again, back, it's been a while. I'm your host, Mark Gray, playersvoice.com, joined today by the normal crew, my co-host, DJ, what's going on, buddy? What's up, man? Chilling. Happy to be here, happy to be here. Uh, A1, the man behind the scenes, how you doing, brother? Great, man, what's up, guys? All right, it's been, uh, it's been a while, it's been about two or three weeks since our last show, so uh, we're going to hop right in. Today, we want to put an end to uh, close the book on the NBA season before we, uh, from here on in, pretty much open up the next book next time of the year, which will be the uh, NFL, to get started on our previews and our predictions, which I will be 100% right again. Dom- I dominated last year in the predictions from the wins, everything. Did you? Did, did, did we go over it and really tally, oh, yes, tally up yes, everything? Yes, we did. 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 Both predictions, ridiculous. Calling Cam for the MVP, all of it. So I'm pretty sure fan, I said I picked Denver to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, we down to two teams. Nah, from the, from the start. <laughs> Stop! From who, the start who, of the who, season? Who else did I pick? Uh, we'll have to go and I look. Definitely the Giants. I don't know. I definitely picked Denver to win it. And y'all had... I was the only one who wasn't thinking that the um, the Colts were going to go like 15 yes, yes, and yes. 1. Yes, but you were like, I got them at 12. I yeah, was just doing that by default. I, right. I thought Andrew Luck was really about to have the yeah, best nah, season absolutely. of any quarterback ever. Absolutely. I, you, guilty. I, I'm definitely <laughs> guilty on that one. I definitely, and I'm still baffled by that one. He um, he got those two wins. Me and DJ, DJ gave him like two wins, uh, losses. They got them out of the way in two weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, so we'll do this, finish up this NBA. There's a good amount of NBA to talk about, too. Um, let's go ahead and start right where, uh, at home, really. And um, the TBT, the the basketball tournament, again for the second year you were in it. Again for the second year, you guys made the final four, and it was um it was a good look all the way around. It was um it was fun for me being along for the ride, um, and just just being back again in front of that spotlight, doing interviews and stuff like that. How, how just let's just start there. How how did that feel to be back out there again like that, and pieces written about you and all of that good stuff? I don't really care much for for that part of it, but. Um, it was just fun playing with, with my guys. You know, Homer, we um we got a chat that we've been talking all year since last year and all year we talked about getting back to this point and and when we become we become really close and you know, these last few weeks just you know, playing with my teammates, you know, it's it's just been a, a fun ride. We wish we could have came away with the championship which which um airs tonight. But you know, we fell short again, but we're not going to stop. We're going to, you know, go back to the drawing board and try again next year. So you do want to, you guys do plan on coming back again next year? Yeah, that was um after the after the game, after we lost the game. You know, you know, Phil Gauls made sure he was like, man, you know, I really look forward to this and just we we building something, you know, really good here. And you know, we got a good unit. Everybody's getting close and close and how fun this is. He was like, man, make sure don't nobody give up on this because, you know. Maybe it's five million next year, and we'll be able to make up for the two years that we lost. I think the drastic improvement. It's only in its third year, and it's like yeah. going there. Just everything and it, and its productions. This I feel like there's so much potential in 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 the product. It's um it's good basketball. Yeah, it, it, it really is. The atmosphere. If it, the only thing I I compare it to is, is college atmosphere mm-hmm. in terms of like everybody in the audience is there either cheering on somebody or a big fan of somebody, which just makes for a better atmosphere. It's, yeah. every, it's like every basket matters. Every basket somebody's cheering mm-hmm. and somebody's upset about. Right. And the players care a lot more than what you would see on a, when you're watching an NBA sort of game where there's 82 games and a loss today doesn't really mean too much right. anything. It, it was a great product, great games, and a lot of um, a lot of talented players out there. 
in a time where there's really nothing else on television either. And um, they the marketing that's gone into it, or the production of it, the the play-by-play announcers, the 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 coverage, the stats that are available on the website, and all of that. And and again, only in in his third year, it was it was pretty big, and I was impressed overall by by the tournament. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? No, nah, I I um I agree with you. Um, I I feel like the the tournament is is getting better and better, and um, the tournament is getting better and better. And um, and teams are getting better because guys are really saying that it's real. They watch it on TV and they saying, you know, guys are cashing these checks and they can they got a chance <laughs> right. to, you right. know, make make just as much money in the summer that you know in, in three weeks that you can make, you know, doing some of these guys ten month seasons in the winter. And you know, you just got to go out there, you know, and play your heart out. Shakif, that's a bet. I got you. Let me ask, how did the um players overall feel about the whole winner takes all format? Do they um, you think maybe some people feel like maybe the second and third place team should get a little something? I haven't heard a lot of talk about it, but I have heard that being said because the um the the guy who started the tournament he wants to grow it every year and he wants it to be more and more and more as it gets up in higher millions. Right. You do feel like that you know the runner up or somebody at least at least should get something. Yeah. You know the winner takes all. You know that's rough. Yeah, it's winner takes all provides it's like a marketing thing in itself. Right. You know what I mean? Like. Winner takes all. It's like, man, we mean business. That being said, when you win seven games and come home with nothing, yeah. you know, right. you start thinking like, mm, you know, maybe winners shouldn't take everything. You, you, you know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. like when you play fantasy football and it's right. just like, yo, winner takes all. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. Until you realize that you made the same amount of money off this league as the guy who never checked his roster, had zero wins, right. and you were in the championship game. Right yeah, and, and, and you are in the championship game, right. you know, and you're left with nothing. Right. You know, so – um. That's a good question, and and the thing is, I thought about that as well, you know. But I mean, I, again, part of the marketing for I that mean, and is even if winner you look takes at like, all. Like poker tournaments, like right. it's never like just the, the top guy. Right. It's usually split between like the top five or whatever. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, it's different in poker, but uh, I feel what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I I I I really enjoyed it in a time like I said where nothing else is on. I mean, it's it's these are by definition the dog days of summer, and it's mm-hmm. real out there. You know what I mean? It is. It is hard to find something sports related yeah. right now. I mean, right. people are literally glued to the television watching people report to training camp. Like, there he is checking in. I think he's got room 302. Yes, that was a room he had there Super Bowl year, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I mean? Like, right. they're literally covering players signing in, right. getting their hotel room keys. That's how, that's how much we are starving for, uh, sports right now. And it, and as the, I feel like as the pot gets bigger, you start seeing more and more names. Yeah. And, and here's the niche that I think where things will really, really start to get interesting as I sit there and I'm at these games and I'm watching. Like, I'm sure you don't pay as much attention to it as me, obviously, because you're on the court. But, like, before the games, I'm watching Syracuse is in there. You guys played – Syracuse plays, like, three games after you guys. Syracuse is in there deep. Yeah. Pittsburgh played one day, like, two games after you guys. Pittsburgh is in there deep. When you start having these alumni teams – so I got to thinking. I said, Bobby – um, who went up there with me? I said, if Maryland had a team, like, you know how great it would be if the 2002 national championship team said, Hey, let's go out there and play one more time together. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you know how many Maryland fans would be out there to watch Juan, Chris, and these, and, and, you know, factor in some of the guys who came after them, a Stoglin and, uh, yeah. the younger players. Like, yeah. you would have an entire fan base, you know? So, like, Syracuse, when they have a, Sy- a Syracuse alumni team, you get all the people who root for Syracuse basketball watching. I have a guy, a friend of mine, Who's a friend of mine? Uh, who's uh, 
on my Facebook page and he went to Villanova and he was watching the Villanova team. Yeah. So when you build in those alumni bases, you're going to have people coming. But I think ultimately that's, that's what TBT wants really. Like I felt like last year that they really wanted the Syracuse team to win. I think Notre Dame might've won it the first year that they had it. We, we played in Chicago last year. It wasn't in Philly the second week and Syracuse had Chicago gym field. I'm like, these guys traveled to Chicago, man. These, <laughs> yes, these, these yes. school fans are ridiculous. And even after the game, after the game on um, Saturday, um, you know, I got a call from my, you know, my college teammate, one of his friends. You know, they they're they're from New York. Um, Kenny Satterfield. And he was like, man, y'all need to do a Cincinnati, Cincinnati team, Cincinnati team, and you know, and this is that. And you know, Kenny was just like, man. Just talking about some things that our guards could have did and this, and I'm not going, you know, really get into that. Right. You know, throw my guys, you know, under like that. But they were just talking about, man, we should do a Cincinnati team. But when you talk about stuff like that, especially a team you say in 2002 or our team in 2000, you got to try to see how many guys actually still play. How many guys are still in shape. But like I said, for my example, we would have been that team as the base. But you obviously, those guys are probably up in there in terms of, so they're not going to be playing 36 minutes. But yeah. there's guys who've come out after them, you know, who right. didn't play in the NBA, right. Who, right. who are around. So, right. you, so it could it's just, just be a, the a Maryland period. alumni yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you yeah. know, Jordan Williams is out there somewhere. Right. And a lot of younger guys are out there somewhere doing something. Right. That the, it, it just brings a, tense, a sense of area and something to cheer for. Mm. One of the big things I think that hurts you guys marketing-wise is that City of Gods is hard to understand what it is. It's a clothing line in Baltimore. Yeah. So it comes down to, okay, wow, this is a team out of Baltimore. And the truth of the matter is it's not a team out of Baltimore because the team is from Baltimore. Yeah. So what you find yourself is, is that the PG County people, which is where you guys all come from, mm-hmm. they're not going to identify with the team because it says City of Gods, so it has no correlation to them. Yeah. And then Baltimore says none of those guys are from here. Right. You, know, you know what I mean? So it's right. like you kind of fall, fall through the cracks. Whereas though, I feel like if this is the – PG County All-Stars or whatever yeah. PG County is known for, or even, you know, Team Maryland, what they had, it, it just creates more of a bond and a following versus a, a Baltimore team that doesn't have anybody from Baltimore. But, but even with that, I feel like we, we did have, you know, a lot of people at home supporting us because I don't think oh, they yeah. they consider us a Baltimore team because no. nobody knows what City of Gods is. No, no. It's just the name of our team, but they know that everybody on their team is guys that they grew up with and guys that they played against. And guys that they played with. You're thinking that I'm talking about when I went back and watched the games on television and listened to what the announcers are saying. Right. You no, know, we say City of God's out of Baltimore. And right. Just like, nah, right. And not we out had of to do that because our first when we first did the the press conference, they was like, you know, guys from Baltimore. We was like, ho ho, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, we're, we're yeah. We, <laughs> we, we addressed that quick. We're not from Baltimore at all. We were like, Joe's from Baltimore. Omar's from Baltimore, and the, the GM Lafonte's from Baltimore. Nobody else is from Baltimore. And and this year, this year is funny because they put Baltimore actually on our shorts. And That's funny. Last year, Baltimore wasn't on the shorts. This year, Baltimore was on the shorts. We almost, we was like, man, look, we can leave out of here if y'all want. Just joking around like, like we wasn't going to play. Yeah, no, that, no, I mean, but the, the tournament was awesome. It really was. And it was, um, it was an emotional roller coaster, uh, at least from a fan standpoint. Yeah. And just a, just a great atmosphere all the way around. The games were great. The, um, you know, just, it was a real nice time. And if you, if you're kid, if you know, if you have kids or something and you, everybody doesn't get a chance to go to an NBA game and you know, you can go and you can sit right there, watch it. And at the end of the game, all the players are standing there and more than willing. I remember after the one game, I was sitting there waiting to talk to you and some guy just randomly walks up and starts to tell us a whole bunch of absolutely nothing. Yeah. Did you, re- I, we never talked about that. That was one of the weirdest conversations I've ever seen in my life. That happens. Yeah, that happens though. 
That was just a really weird <laughs> conversation to just stand there and watch it. That was, that was rather weird. Um, anyway, but yeah, that that was that. Um, and I do, I'm glad that you guys are going to go back next year. That is something to look forward to. Uh, you know, hopefully a tweak here or there maybe makes a difference and and don't give up. You had a um, first, you had a good tournament all the way around. Mm-hmm. In turn, you know, I think you still fin. You shot over fifty percent from the three point. Yeah, I shot I shot the ball well. I yeah. think I was a fifty fifty and ninety. I just you know the last. You know, two two games. I really didn't get a lot of shots. You know, the last the last two weeks when you know Xavier came back and um, I know that one game James was hurt, so I had to play more minutes and I had to take more shots. But once the team got back, um, you know, the, the shots just wasn't there. And you know, when they know you can shoot, they're not going to just leave you there just to be open that much. Right. It was a great time. Yeah. Um, since we've last talked. Some 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 greats NFL excuse me NBA greats have called it quits. Um, a guy that you had a privilege of being a teammate with for for a hot second. Um, Tim Duncan, uh, arguably and probably not even arguably anymore, mm-hmm. the greatest power forward of all time has um retired. Tell us something about Tim that we might not know, or just a story that you have about Tim, or your thoughts on Tim. Um, I don't know if there's nothing that you guys don't know because. The Tim, he, the Tim that that you, see? you guys think he is is, he is is the Tim that he, he is. He that is. He's, quiet. He's that guy. He's he's pretty quiet, chill, laid back. Doesn't ever get too too hype. Um, you know he can obviously he can be silly. You know around his teammates in the locker room, but for the most part, Tim is just you know laid back, you know chill guy. Just goes about his business, minds minds his own business. Um, hands down the best power forward of all time. Um. I guess it would really be a two man debate, him and Carl. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say hey, I, I guess his 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 rings really prove, but I've always really cons- considered Tim a center. He's always, I guess, played the power forward, but I feel like he's he's been kind of a, a center, really. I agree. I, I would agree with that. Would then put you into a whole different debate. And- yeah, but that I think that's that thing. And what Pops is smart about is he didn't want to create that debate. So what they've always labeled him a power forward. So, you know, he can be that best power forward of all time. Because when it comes down to centers, that's you know, that's a that's a stronger argument. But he probably he probably will go down as the best power forward. For a while, I thought, you know, I thought KG was actually going to, going to be that that person. But then Tim just kept getting rings, you know, later in his career. You know, and so it's really hard to argue that right now. Um, another guy who's kind of. I don't know what's the proper word for. He's kind of hard to characterize, but at one point in time, it's, to me, he was a top five, top ten player in the year for a handful of years. Amari Stoudemire retired. Um, what, what do you think Amari's place in history slash legacy is? Um, that's a tough one too. Amari he had is. he had some some really good years, and then he he couldn't get healthy after that. The injuries kind of you know slowed him down from having you know the longevity. You know, some of these other guys in the last few years, um, we, we haven't really seen the same Amari, but when he was, when he was at his peak, you know, he was, he was really, really tough to deal with. So I, I don't know. I really got to go back and look at, you know, how many years, you know, he did, it was he a did short his window. top numbers. It was, it was, it yeah. was a short window, but I mean, it, it wasn't like a Steve Francis window, like here today, instantly gone. Right. It was, it was just one that, you would have liked to see longer sustained. It was right. it was about a four or five year stretch, then then a two year stretch of injuries, then about two two genuinely and maybe one extra after the injury. You know what I mean? So it yeah. was like it was a six year total 
of a very good production spread out over eight over eight nine years. But Amari at his best offensively is as good as anybody I think we've seen at the power forward position. Like a, a tip top Amari Stoudemire. Like for example, you know how I always tell you that I have this ongoing game in my head of all-time NBA basketball greats. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you throw Amari out there in this game, he fits right in. He he doesn't be like, oh, that guy doesn't belong out there. For example, if we put Antoine Jameson out there in this game of all-time NBA greats, you're going to be like, I mean, your numbers are nice, yeah. but you don't belong out here with these guys. You know what I mean? Like you get, mm-hmm. you just don't fit in. I feel like Amari was that talented that he was a freak of nature. You know what I mean? He, he actually was one of the first power forwards, I think, because traditionally we had the back-to-the-basket guys. He was one of the first ones that, you know, playing way above the rim, doing, putting the ball on the court. It's kind of like he picked up where Sean Kemp left off yeah. and then added more skill to, right. to what Sean Kemp added. The downside is that I always felt like it is troubling that to be have the vertical he had, the athletic ability he had, and the minutes he got, and that dude never averaged ten rebounds a game for a season. Right. Well, that, and stuff like that is kind of like, uh, you know, what's that about? Right. That's why I didn't want to put him up there as high as, as what you just said because that for one, you know, the rebounding, and he he didn't play much with his back to the basket. He was a freak athlete. He had the the um the opportunity to play with Nash, you know, one of the best mm-hmm. passing point guys ever. Where you know he was in positions where he all he had to do was catch the ball and dunk. But after he came back from injury, and I played against him in the playoff series with the Spurs, and he was amazing. He came back a lot better jump shooter. You know, he was coming off down screens and and shooting jump shots at the elbow, you know, like a wing. Um, but he never really had that back to the basket game. Never really rebounded like that. He he had one season statistically of blocking shots because I went back and looked up his numbers today, and I I don't remember him ever blocking any shots. I was right. surprised to see that one year he had two two blocks two blocks a game, which mm-hmm. is a pretty good number. Mm-hmm. But um. I would never on that. He he was never a rim protector. Right. He was never a, a defender much. Now that D'Antoni also just didn't believe in defense. You know what I mean? So that yeah. might have something to do with the fact that you know you play for a coach who almost frowned on yeah. defense. It, it appears. Uh, I think one thing that was huge to him, and I'm glad that he did get to get, was that one, one year, year in, New, in York New York. I was going to say that without yeah. Nash. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it was Before like Before Melo, yeah, because he, he, it gave he, us. Mm-hmm. Because if any, if not, I think all anybody would have ever said is Nash. You no, know, that right. would have been his thing. He played with Steve Nash. He played right. with Steve Nash. Right. And he did that one year without without Nash, pretty much had his own team. And he did 25 or 26 points a game and, and was right. really good. Um, no, he was really good. Yeah, that's why I thought the, the mellow thing was really going to be big for New York. It just didn't, didn't happen. Yeah, it just never never was healthy. at mm-hmm. the um, at, He's never healthy again, actually. Yeah. But, I mean, he's he, he's um, he, he was a freak athlete. And, and he was – I remember back around that time, just one of the first type of times that you see a power forward, you know, do dunks that like that were reserved for for um guards you know yeah. what i mean he's the type of guy you see as a power forward catch the ball on one side of the block and reverse dunk on the other side you know mm-hmm. like that that's the type of stuff you know shooting guards and small forwards would do and type of stuff you know so that was uh that's why i think he helped transition that into and he did he did now he wasn't the um Kimelage one on the block with the back to the basket mm-hmm. but um but he could play with his back to the basket and, and uh you know, and he did become a much better uh, mid-range uh, jump shot guy. Yeah, yeah. So his place now. Here's the question: We're, all, I think he's the definition Shaquif, of French. Shaquif said, "Um, what's up, Rashid?" In that conversation of power forwards, Rashid about what? He said no love for. He just said no love for Rashid. Um, I again, if he we're talking, Rashid Wallace had as many tools as Duncan. Yes, Rashid Wallace. I think, and it's funny because me and DJ were talking about Rashid Wallace before, right before the show started. Um. 
Rasheed Wallace, if we're playing a basketball game again of all-time greats and I'm stuck with Rasheed Wallace on my team, I don't have a problem with that. Rasheed Wallace's numbers are not even good. You know what I mean? Like his numbers are are just not good. So I can't sit here and tell you Rasheed Wallace is – if I sit here and be like, Rasheed Wallace is top five power forwards ever played a game, and then you pull up his numbers and they're like 13 and 7, you know, you'd be like, you're joking, yeah. right? He yeah. He's a guy who – had talent. He took a back seat by going to that to that uh Detroit team, the Detroit Pistons teams, where they just did a everybody scored. They played European basketball. Everybody scores twelve points right. and and does whatever their job right. is to do. I think Rasheed Wallace, if he was interested in just racking up numbers, he was capable of doing twenty and ten on a bad team like a lot of these people have done. I I think Rasheed Wallace is much better than his numbers. Um, later in his career, fell in love with the three point line. I mean. Married it, never let it go. Said, you know what I mean? Like, just by the end of his career, he was shooting more three pointers per game than Ray Allen was. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, DJ. I agree. I agree with everything you know you just said about Rashid. That's the problem with this show. We agree too much. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Rashid, talent wise, Rashid can do as much as anybody, any power forward ever. Post work, fadeaways, defense, defense, real defense, shoot range from half court. Like yes. he he can do it all. But like you say, he played in that team where he, you know, nobody really took a lot of shots like that. He sacrificed, you know, for the, you know, to win, to win a championship and just do what his team needed him to do. He never was on really on a team where he had to be that man, even in um, Portland. That Portland really team to, was he probably had yeah. more. If you were to go look at that Portland team, that roster, the amount of power forward center situation dudes that they had is like seven all-star big yeah. men, like Arbenis, yeah. Rashid, uh, Sharif, like all on the same team. Jermaine like the, the Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal Zach couldn't Randolph. get on the court. Yes, Zach Randolph, yeah. the Davis brothers, was like yeah. ridiculous amounts of power forward. Yeah. And they just kept them. Theo Ratliff went through there at one point. Like at one point in time, they just kept stockpiling because the point was they had to stop Shaq and the Lakers. Yeah. So they had every big man in the NBA on their team. Mm-hmm. But And that also just hurt his numbers. He never got a chance to be on that team where you just stockpile your numbers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, he never got, got to, but... I think he's as good as defensive any center that we've seen. Mm-hmm. He's as good as a three-point shooter of any a big man we ever seen. Mm-hmm. He had basket. post work. Yeah. You know, he had back to the basket. He had it all. Well, Antoine, uh, he wanted a, he, a question from my page. He wanted to know what about C-Webb. That's my guy right and there. C-Webb, C-Webb also was a guy who can, who can do it all. He didn't have the three-point range, but had Thank one God. of the best passing, <laughs> one of the best passing power forwards we ever seen, if not the um, block work. Finish at the rim, dunking on guys. Um, and he he was also you know a big problem. He did have you know pretty good numbers himself. He just couldn't get a ring. I'll go out there and say it, and it, it sounds crazy, but actually might not even. I think Chris Webber is the most talented power forward we ever seen. Um, I don't know. He, I mean, Chris Webber in his prime. I mean, you're talking about a power forward who grabbed the ball off the glass, coast to coast, and he could either a dunk on you. Beat behind the back pass with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really had no weakness other than three, the mental thing upstairs three, to three close in the range. fourth. He, and 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 but I told you, thank you, thank you for not having three point range. Well, thank that, you for think, being one of the last big men who didn't fall in love with the three point line. He didn't have three point range, but he did become money elbow extended. I think KG is probably the most talented power forward ever. I mean, KG saying the, saying the can, big, KG's, can, can literally like guard. 
point guards on, on a pick and roll. You decided to mm -hmm. switch on him. And mm -hmm. He can guard all five positions. I like he can that. score in the post. No, no objection. He, he can he can do he can do pretty much everything yeah. on the floor. No, that's yeah. that's fine. I'm yeah. I'm cool with that. That yeah. same debate to me. Yeah, yeah. I, that's to me that's tomato tomato. And I, the KG thing, KG's uh, inch or two taller than him, so cool. I'll take that too. I oh. I, I think that um, Chris Webber is a better coast to coast dribbling with the basketball then but that's splitting hairs at that point when, yeah. especially when you're talking about a power forward position but but then but kg probably didn't get a chance to do it i don't know if you've seen it's been floating around on facebook yeah i saw you know, the, the one-on-ones one, yeah where he's just dribbling yeah, down the court that's one-on-one full court yeah you know he's playing against guards that that clip that i i looks pretty old because i seen young guy jason kid looking young and uh, yeah. uh so whatever yeah. so that was impressive i i didn't that's one of the things that you guys use NBA players. You guys get to see, and we don't because I don't want to see that in an NBA game. Seeing him dribbling the ball, yeah. court, court. <laughs> right. but to know that he had that ability, no, I'm not right. going to say that. I, that I knew he could do that. No, right. I definitely didn't. What you going to say, one? Um, I was going to say, what about Dirk? Different character. He's 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 one of one of what he is, mm -hmm. and he's Dirk changed the NBA. And in terms of people have been on, he's one of those guys that people change. You know, they say that people change the way they go into the draft. Mm -hmm. They say, yeah, I, I just remember what it was in the football. It said, you know, people change. They say, can he do so-and-so like so-and-so? Mm -hmm. And that's what Dirk changed. Dirk got people like Darko Milicek mm -hmm. and Barnyard drafted one and two overall yeah. because people are like, yo, if this guy can do what Dirk does. Right. And the truth of the matter is we are now looking at 10, 15 years later and there's still only been one Dirk. Yeah. yeah. There's still, there's still, you know, they, they're searching all over Europe. There's guys that you go back and you read on these draft things that who are drafted and their their draft bio says reminds you of Dirk that never even made the NBA. Right. You know what I mean? Just this this dream that there's a seven foot guy out there who can shoot. There's people who can shoot for seven footers, like you know he can shoot better than your average center. No, no, Dirk can shoot with anybody. You put Dirk in a three point contest, Dirk, and Dirk can shoot. Dirk is definitely definitely in this discussion. It just depends on how you look at him. He didn't. You know, he didn't defend like some of these guys. He didn't rebound like some of these guys. But when you got you got C. Webb and you got Malone and Barkley guys who didn't get a ring, Dirk stayed with his team and Dirk willed that team to to a ring. Ooh, he got a over, ring over 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 oh, one of the best yes. teams that that we've seen. Yes, you know, and that right there, I could, I've seen something they was doing. It was I think the after they did the fifty, they added like ten more or something like that, and they was talking about power forwards. And I think C. Webb was a little mad. You know, he was like they brought up Dirk. He's like, man, look at my numbers. Yeah, and this, this and that. Yeah. And we like, I'm like, man, Dirk numbers is 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 great. And Dirk got that ring. That you know, you can't take that away from him. And the him. thing is, he didn't just get that ring. He, he went out it. there and and yeah. and he went to the, against the the guy who everybody's calling the goat now. Yeah. You know, he yeah. went in his house, punched him in the mouth, took his ring, and left. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he put on one of the best finals performances we've seen. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't that he just was on the winning ring team type of thing. Like, no, 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 no. He he dominated. You know, he, with a he, mediocre cast, really. Very mediocre. Yeah. Very, very, very. With Jason Terry's the second best player, right? And, and you know, and a, and a washed up Jason Kidd and a, um and Tyson Chandler. No, Dirk and Deshaun Stevenson. Yeah, exactly. Who's not to be heard for? I, there's a name yeah. I have not heard in a right. long time, and he was a starting two guard. Yeah. And was out the league. I believe he had trouble even getting a job the next year, and was definitely out of the league two years after that. You know what I mean? I don't he think was, I don't think it was that soon. I don't think it, it was, was that soon. soon after. I don't remember yeah. ever seeing him again. 
Yeah, he was he was out there for a little bit. You probably saw him at the house. <laughs> <laughs> He's been around here. Yes, I have seen him. I've laid eyes on him, but I've been on. <laughs> I mean, on my television. No, I have not seen him on my television set. Um, yeah, a lot of great power forwards, man. That era of about ten years ago, yeah. which is like what we're seeing now with the point guard situation. Because I remember back then there was dudes like like for remember for example, Melo first first three or four years couldn't make the All Star team, and everybody's saying you know Melo's not making the All Star team. In the Western, in the Western Conference, the All Star team was already set up. Mm-hmm. You had Duncan and, and, and KG, C Web, and 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 you know, and then you start talking about all the all these other random people, whether it be Melo, Rasheed Wallace, other guys out there doing ridiculous numbers. But I mean, just between KG, Duncan, and Chris Webber, that you know, that's ridiculous yeah. all at the same time. Yeah. And then, and then you start factoring in guys like McDice or you know people who were still putting up ridiculous numbers. Antoine Jameson was out there one year in Golden State, averaged twenty five points a game, and didn't even sniff the uh, didn't even sniff the All Star roster. My guy Michael Gill, he um he went he went to Kyle. He was like Dirk visited Kyle, then decided to go um straight to the league. I didn't know that. That's good info. What's up, Mike? I remember that uh, Barkley always says, you know, he saw him playing, and he was like, I don't know how much money this kid wants to go to Auburn, but whatever it is, I'm writing the check. He was like, you know, oh, he yeah? Said oh, yeah, Chuck says it all the time. He says when he saw him, uh, I guess in Germany, I guess when they were out there doing the Olympic type of stuff, he's like, I seen the kid, and he was like, this kid is amazing, that seven-foot do- right. doing it all. Dirk's a special guy, man. No, he is. Dirk is a special guy. Hats off to him for staying in Dallas when everybody else in the media had it. Remember all those stuff that already surfacing about, you just can't win with Dirk, and maybe he's better fitted to be a two, and he's not good enough to be a one, and mm-hmm. da-da-da-da. And Dirk just ignored all of that, stayed on his team, went up against the, the first little superpower team, and, and beat him. You know, so hats off, hats off to Dirk, man. It's good, good time of the um, power forward situation. And oh, excuse me, in that same time, Amari. That's another right. <laughs> another name out there. You know, you had Amari, C. Webb, and uh, and Duncan and Garnett. That's right. you know, that's that's a hell of a uh, power forward front court du- duo. Yeah, you got a lot of old heads who who, who will tell you Kevin McHale is the best power forward ever. I've heard it, and I and I've heard nothing but ringing. Charles Barkley says the best. For, they say he's the best footwork ever known to man. Mm-hmm. I, I generally don't. don't I make a thing. I don't talk about stuff I didn't see. Yeah. So all I do is tip my cap, and yeah. you know th- they've said it, and you know that's great. That's all. That's all I can say about it. That, that I've always heard them say best footwork you ever seen. Yeah, I've seen them play. I mean, it's 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 just a lot of like you said, a lot of post work. That's what it was back then. It wasn't wasn't really no jump shots. Just a lot of post work. Yeah. That's all. That's all I've been saying. But, you know, I mean, we were young, so yeah. my recollection of of the Celtics, I mean, it was the most boring. Team I've ever seen in my life with mm-hmm. a bunch of old dudes, you know, whether it be Robert Parrish, who's seen to play forever, Kevin McHale, and Larry laying down on on his on the, <laughs> on his back watching the game on the sideline. That's that's what I remember the Celtics. Okay. That that that's just my recollection, and we're even the towel. But you know, it is it is what it is. That's that's what uh, I mean, I, you know, all you can do is respect it. They say his peers, uh, you know, the Kevin McH- the Charles Barkers and Carl Malone's of the world, say he's the best power forward. So right. I mean, that's. That's way more important than what me or you think. You know what I mean? They're the ones who played against them, yeah. not me. Yeah. Who, you know, wasn't even old enough to really remember. So that that's what means more. Um, but that's kind of like when people say Bill Russell's the best center of all time. That I don't know. All, all I can do, all I can do is I don't you're know talking. If I've ever heard that. Oh heard. my gosh! Anybody over forty or fifty? Nah, you got center. Be they call him the best in, human being to ever live. Yeah. It's people, I mean, like, when they do their Mount Rushmore, anybody, you try and tell somebody over 50 that Bill, Bill Russell's not one of the five greatest basketball players to ever live, and they're just, they might, sl- they'll send you to your room. Go to your room, boy. Like, they really love Bill Russell. 
I don't even want to go there. And me and you are on the same boat, and we've had this discussion <laughs> several times. I mean, we'll just try and remain respectful, but not Bill Russell. Uh, not impressed. Let's just leave him. <laughs> not in our top five. Anything. He's probably not in my top five guys named Bill. I could go on about this one. I, I, I'll leave that alone because it'll get real disrespectful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'll leave it at that. I don't even – I watch that stuff and you're like you, – and when you see the video of it, you're like, goodness gracious, you can't be serious. You cannot be serious. Um, Real quick and a couple of other sports stories. You see, where's your view on how – you see Michael Bennett came out and – kind of called out players, and then had the nerve to throw Cam Newton's name in it, which is where he went left. Right. Um, about players and what your responsibility is to speak up on topics. I think that's silly, man. You, you don't you – don't, I mean, you have a voice. You can use it for good. You don't have to. Your, your job is to, to, to play basketball or play football or baseball, whatever it is you play. I mean, you can – Play the game just like Mike did. Play the game and mind your own business. You're not obligated to do any of that stuff, man. I couldn't agree with you more. I think, one, this idea that if I had a client, per se, if I'm an agent, and he gets to talking about stuff, my advice would be like, why don't you just play basketball? And Because what happens is when you start talking about things, you ask yourself, how well read and versed are you on this topic? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Right. So for you to just start jump out there talking about something, that's completely wrong. Yeah, be completely wrong. Supporting some group that you don't even know. Like, have you ever looked into what you know what they stand for? And be like, mm-hmm. no, I didn't. Did you know they're led by? No, I had no idea. And you know, did you know that they're funded by? No, I didn't know that. And it's like, yeah, well, maybe you should just play. If now, if there's a topic that you feel near and dear to your heart, you read up on, you've researched, mm-hmm. you understand the topic. And you have an opinion on it? Yeah. By all means, do that. But I, I don't think you need to be in a press conference after the game talking about Bill and Hillary, you know, whatever the case may be. Like, that's no, that that's not the place or the time to be talking about it. And, and again, if you would like to talk about it, fine. But this idea, and I think you're really out of line when you start calling other people's names. Yeah. You know, when you say, if you want to say, hey, I feel like as athletes, we need to do a better job of speaking up and using our voice. That's fine. When you be like Cam Newton, like, <laughs> damn, what the hell do I do to you? Right, right. Like just me? Like I, I, right. I need to talk. Like only me. And Mike is the big one. Like I don't understand why everybody wants Mike, Mike Jordan yeah. to be like the ambassador for like right. black issues. Like he finally says something. Yeah, it's right. Like when did he sign up to be the? You know, like what? when did he become Al Sharpton or Jesse Jackson? <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Michael Jordan. They never had to say nothing about nothing. He's been the most influential person to me ever. Yeah. yeah. Now nah, I'm with you. This idea that that him or anybody else. I mean, what if he said, "I don't know." To be, what do you think about the shooting? I don't know all the facts. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, I you know I don't know. I'd imagine it's hard being a black man being a cop. Be honest with you. Not a cop in the world has ever bothered me a day in my life, which is probably true. Right. No. You know what I'm saying? And if he said, you know, I'd imagine that it might be hard, but I, any cop stopped me, all they ask for is autographs. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So that now, when it's something that you can relate to and that you do know something about, and you want to say something, then say you it. can say yeah, it. Absolutely. But you, don't, you don't have to. Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. That's and, that's great. And, and one more thing before we move on. Um, our, our friend Kevin lied. What's up, Big Kev? He said, um, Bill stinks. <laughs> Bill Russell, right? <laughs> yeah. From from another big man. I'm telling you, man. Anybody tell um John Thompson. John Thompson would literally slap you if you said Bill Russell isn't the greatest basketball player. Anybody who's over the age of fifty, like this like they literally 
If, if you're on, if you're 30 and under in your name, and you're black and your name is Phil, a uh, Bill, it's because you're probably named after Bill Russell. Like that's how much they love that man. And I, his number's awful. Uh, you know, all anybody talks about is 11 rings on the team on the Celtics team that just yeah. Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer <laughs> after Hall, bring Hall of Famers off the bench right. for for decades in a time with no free agency. So if you had the best team this year, guess what? what you're the best team next year too. What what? What what the Hall of Fame coach? And the crazy thing, right? Like if you just read, ever, you ever find yourself Probably looking through one. like Celtics history, right? And you'll be hearing stuff like, "So after the championship run, they used the first pick in the draft," and you'll be like, "What?" You'll be like, "How did you have the championship?" <laughs> and then get the first pick, and like you'll just be reading that stuff, and you're like, "How did that happen?" Right. And they just talk about how um, what's his name used to just fleece people all the time. Um, Red. They no, was like, no. anytime Red was on the phone. He was getting you. It was like he was robbing you left, right, and center. And it's like literally, you know, they're replacing Hall of Famers with well, we, other Hall of Famers. We got to address somebody here. Paul Baker, he says, um, he said, Bill Russell was great. His numbers aren't awful, bro. 15 and 20. The, those are a little, those are a little. The escalated. rebounded numbers, the rebounds are low. Are, like he, the rebound numbers that they had back then. I mean, dudes was averaging 25. That, those, those are just different numbers. I think as high as, I think as high as year might have been like, 14 or something. I think overall he averaged like around 12, probably like 25 rebounds. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he averaged 15. Points he was a game never. His he was never more than the third, third leading score leading score in his team. And he shot 44. Yeah. percent And if you ever seen video of those shots, goodness gracious! For for a center to be shooting 44, percent and we're not talking about Dirk and a stretch. He wasn't a stretch five. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for you to be shooting 44 percent for mm-hmm. your career and you play in the paint, that's horrible. Yeah. I mean, he, he was ahead of his time. Um, his high average was 19, 18.9. Really? Yeah. Points. Okay. That was his high. Well, that was, was his high. What was his overall? We have players that that 15, would. 15.1. Right. Okay. 14, 19 is your high. We have players, centers, that that would be their low. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Olajuwon, Patrick, any of David Rob, none of those scorers ever averaged but, but, 19 but, points, except for maybe at the last yeah, game. But, there. But, yeah. but how I look at it is, it's like, how would this game trans, trans, transfer to right now? It wouldn't. Like back then, you know, he was the biggest guy before Will came. Most most athletic. He's going to get all the rebounds. You can stand in the paint all day. He, you're going to block all the shots, and he still couldn't really score on couldn't the guys. Score he still had the there. best the best point guard, the best shooting guard. He had the best team around him and the best, best coach. coach. You know, like if he if he had to play right now, like probably the worst center. Don't go. You about to, we, we the already worst done center yep. in the game right now. Back in the '60s, would probably average forty. The the thing that gets swept under the rug, except for by the people who know it is when you go in this, the, the tale of Wilt Chamberlain, the Wilt Chamberlain's numbers against Bill Russell, like are ridiculous. It's like he averages like 40 points a game and like 25 rebounds on like 70% shooting in games that he played Bill Russell. Like he lost most of them, but it's like, you know, he did his part. He would, he literally used to wipe the floor with Bill Russell. Wilt Chamberlain's numbers against him head to head are just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. You know, so it was like, yo, he contained Wilt. Like, by contain, you mean held him to 40? While the rest of it, you know, you're getting outscaled 40 to 14, but hey, your team is just that much better. You know, so that, that, that's my thing. And to put, to put him ahead of Wilt Chamberlain is just laughable. Like, it literally would just be laughable. Yeah, that, 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 that's just my thing with Bill Russell. And again, you know, I have nothing but respect for him and what he's done for the game and, you know, all of that and who, his place in basketball history. Hats off to the man. Can't take that away from him. 11 rings, the captain, all of that. It's kind of like in a similar way, A1, I know you can't speak, like 
Derek Jeter has the perfect baseball career. Mm-hmm. Derek Jeter wouldn't. Yes. Yeah. Right, good guy, right place, right time, good team. Right if team. Derek Jeter's on the Padres, mm-hmm. he's just a guy playing baseball, batting yeah. 300 with 19 home runs a year. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, plain and simple. He's got, like, kind of like Cal Ripken type numbers. Yeah, like, Whereas just. Cal Ripken's the Hall of Famer, but just because he was in the league for 20, yeah, 30 I mean, years. Derek Jeter's a good hitter, good guy, good fielder. Just happen to be on the Yankees and you win, you know, you do the right things at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And that changes your career. You know, you do those, like again, if, if he's on the Padres, if he's on, if he's a Kansas City Royal, mm-hmm. just, just a regular guy out there making a couple of all-star appearances. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you don't want to take that away from him because he definitely did it on the big stages and won titles and Bill Russell did too. So I don't want to take that away from him. All right. Let's get into it. Did you have anything, A1, before we get into it? The meat? Um, I think awesome. that, I think this, um, Stop saying? No, the I think the Dwayne Wade signing in, in Chicago happened after we kind of did a little hiatus. I don't know if you guys want to touch on that. Um, Dwayne Wade goes to Chicago. What I take from that is 100% about Pat Riley's ego getting in the way. And um, I don't, from a basketball standpoint, I, and let, I think they've formed the worst shooting backcourt maybe in the history of basketball yeah. with one through three with and Jimmy Butler, and Rondo, and Dwayne Wade. I don't know how that works, but whether it works, doesn't work, it's irrelevant. Like the, That team is not a threat to Cleveland. So from the basketball standpoint, you know, it's, it's I would really have would have liked for Dwayne Wade to have been on the last list of guys who's played their entire career in one place. In one place. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's to me. That's all. That's about. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't. I don't think Dean Wade is at a point in his career where him going anywhere. Like if he'd went to Cleveland or if he went to Golden State or, or you know, like one of those top San three Antonio teams, San Antonio. Then yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's changing. But he doesn't change my view of, of Chicago. DJ. No, I mean he's from there. I think he he, I think he he kind of wanted to play there. Eventually, I think he's mentioned this before, he wanted to eventually go back and play there. Um, and a mixture of not being happy where he is. I mean, he's not, if he's not ready to stop playing and he's not happy in Miami, he has no reason to stay there. I think it was more feeling un- underappreciated, you know, like he didn't yeah. feel like he was given nah, the respect he was due. I agree. For what he's done for that franchise. As, nah. as somebody who very much is involved in, the, in Miami and Florida and, and, you know, has a pulse on down there in Florida, Dwayne Wade sense Dan Marino. I, I, those are only two sports figures I can think of that are that big mm-hmm. in South Florida. To be the king of Miami, that's a pretty good title, dude. Right. You, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I'm leaving that for any amount of money. Like, to, if, if there's places that you would like to be the king, Miami is one of them. When, mm-hmm. when LeBron was there, LeBron was king, but he wasn't king of Miami. Right. You know, it was like, they still love, it's still called Wade County. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they love that boy down there. And um, now that being said, I'd imagine even when he goes back now, he's still going to be getting Wade County love. You know what I mean? But I, I would just like to see him finish his career there. But if he felt like, you know, they just weren't showing him the love that he deserved, I don't have any problem with him saying, dude, y'all not just going to keep, you know, not giving me my, the respect I deserve right. and leaving. And right. that that that's all I think about it. Um, Let's get into this long overdue top 10 NBA players in the league. This is going to get 
real interesting. I try. I, I watched DJ get his list together, and I told him it's a lot harder than he thinks. And I challenge anybody because we often say in a basketball conversation, so-and-so player is a top 10 player in the league. And it's easy to say that until you actually have to put 10 of them and put them in order. And then it gets a lot trickier because in your head, there's probably 15 players that you would call top 10 players in the league. But the fact is only 10 people can be top 10 players in the right, league. Right. So it gets real tricky. And I watched DJ and he said, ah, nah, this is nothing. And he said, okay, you know what? Nah, it's a little bit trickier than I thought. And it, and it is. So let's just go ahead and, and get right to it. We'll start at 10. As a matter of fact, before we get into the top 10, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to ask you first, DJ, and then I'll, and I'll go. And, um, who was the hardest one or two names for you to leave off your list? Um, it was hard. It was hard to leave off. Um, Mellow. Same. Um, it was it was really hard to. Then I'm gonna give away one, Harden to to really I really wanted to leave him off. I was like, there's no way Harden is making this list, but he 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 kind of is in that ten for me. So you did leave him. So you put him in. I, I I found a way to get him in. Unless you pop up with a name that really just went over my head because I really just <laughs> just freestyle with this, you know, in a few minutes. Didn't look up no numbers, didn't look up anything. Um, so hard, no, excuse me, uh, Mellow, hard for you to leave off. Who else? I think there's somebody else that you left off that I think you, that you said, uh, you didn't put Kyrie in there? No. Did you say that wasn't even hard for you though? Uh, wasn't that hard. I mean, no. Really? I, I, Kyrie I find so hard to rate and a lot of these point guards I find so hard to rate because you can't ignore what Kyrie did in this NBA Finals. When we're talking about scoring, Kyrie Irving is top five scorers in the league. The guy can dribble. The dude can shoot. Um, now, when we talk about point guards, he, he doesn't play any defense and he doesn't pass the ball. And um, He actually played pretty solid defense on Steph that series. I mean, I know you brought up that they were like double. Yeah, I mean, him and four other lot, people. But, right. Yeah, but even one-on-one, he, I thought he did pretty well against Steph. No, he, he, when he wanted to. I mean, yeah. which, which is almost even more of a slap in the face to you because then that means – the rest of the time, that means when you're capable of doing something, it just means you just don't want to do it. You, you know what I mean? Um, I felt like Kyrie was hard, but like I was telling DJ, where things get, you cannot take anything away from him winning the NBA title. You can't. But the question I, that I, that I said is that, and what I posed to myself is, is that if you take Kyrie Irving off of that team and insert Damian Lillard, don't do that. I think they still win that title. And we've already seen Kyrie without LeBron exactly. and Kevin Love and, and, Exactly. Barely winning 20 games. Right. I feel like Kyrie made the most of a great situation. Mm-hmm. That, I feel like that was, you couldn't ask for a better situation. He goes to a team with a, a, a super, a team comes with a superstar and his really own, who says, I'll distribute the ball. You know, yeah. I'll do all these other things. All you need to do is score. And he says, that's right up my alley. I can do that. Yeah. You know, and I think there's a handful of guys in the league who can do that. Go ahead, DJ. Any other names that jumped out to you that were hard to leave off? No, not really. I mean, other guys that that wasn't hard to leave off the ten, but they're they're right outside of it. Guys you mentioned, Kyrie, um, Lillard. I, I mean, Blake. It was hard. I, I wanted to put Blake in there, but he he didn't play most of last year, so it was really hard to to put Blake on there. Blake has an opportunity to get into my top ten. Mm-hmm. If we had done this a year ago, maybe two years ago, I would have Blake in my top ten. He hasn't stayed healthy back to back years. But I, I think he's top ten talent. Yeah. Just hasn't stayed on the court enough. Um, hard for me. Harden was hard for me all the way. I could make a case for Harden at one point in time. I could see Harden being number four. 
and you know just that it, when just you look at all just looking at numbers, his numbers are yeah. a year ago it was a real legitimate debate who was the mvp him or hart you know what i mean they split right. they split and it was and it was a fair argument his numbers were you know 30 points seven and seven and you know and his team yeah, was, was DJ, doing better your fans your fans kind of going on you a little bit on your on your page just what about what Kyrie not being in this top 10 oh they're not feeling that <laughs> I told you, you they're not gonna like that, DJ. Um, <laughs> Harden, literally, I, I could have made a case for Harden to four, and I and I probably could have made a case for Harden at fourteen. You know, it it, it just all depends right. on what mood you're in. And for my personal top ten list, just, just not a fan of Harden. But that that's you when you're putting together a list like this, you try and keep your personal opinion out of it and like that, just just actual facts and. He, he was he was a tough one for me, um, and a guy who I'm trying to see because I have one spot and I don't know if I'm gonna give it to him or not. Um, Kawhi Leonard was a tough one for me to leave off in that I, I think Kawhi Leonard is a very talented. You off, uh, DJ? Kawhi Leonard is a very talented player. Um, I think he's in. I, I I got him under the let me see one more year uh, sort of approach. That's that's where I got Kawhi Leonard. One more year, let me see. I think he's in a great situation on a great team, great coaching, great system, great all of that, and I think he's making the most of it. What he does defensively, cannot ignore that. Uh, you know, that defense he played on LeBron in the finals, amazing. Um, he's made plays over the last couple of years that are just amazing. He's gotten much better as a shooter. And I, my guess is that by next year, by the end of next year, I'll have him not only out of, in my top ten, he, he'll, be, he'll be knocking on the door for five. Yeah. That, that that's how I feel about um Kawhi Leonard, but for for me this year it was a little bit tough, mm-hmm. t- tough for him right there. I I really like whereas though you'd want to throw Kawhi Leonard in there, I can't even really drastically say that Ky- Kyrie Irving is that much better than Damian Lillard. You say it was tougher for um Kyrie that's, than Damian? No, no, no. It's I, tougher I, I mean, for Damian and Kyrie. It's what makes something. What makes it hard for me to put Kyrie in my top 10 or even that high is that because I say to myself, if they had just used Damian Lillard over there, it would have been the same thing. Right. You know, I feel like he's just in a great situation for him. Mm-hmm. And Damian Lillard has led a team to the playoffs in the Western Conference. Right. Kyrie Irving couldn't lead a team right. to the playoffs, even sniff the playoffs in the Eastern they, Conference. A team that they counted out. A team that, you know, lost. Oh, yeah. Four of the five starters or something like that. Yeah, and and, and, a, and a great player like Aldridge. That right. Was, and they counted that team out. Yeah. And and he and he did that. So I, I just couldn't have him that high. And that because if I did, then I have to put um Damian Lillard up there. That 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 was just my thinking. That was that was my thinking. What with that saying, I'll let you go first. You can give me a uh, start. Start backwards. Let's go. Why don't we go ten through? Um, give me your ten through uh, six. So ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Okay. Leaving your top five. At ten, I got James Harden. So you did make the list. James Harden yeah. is on there. Got at, it. At nine, I got Clay Thompson. Nine, Clay Thompson. Got you. Eight, Paul George. Got you. Um, seven, Kawhi Leonard. And six, Demarcus Cousins. Which is about what I would. I know you're huge on Demarcus Cousins, so mm-hmm. repeat that again, just so everybody can get that. And a one, why don't you put that on there so that people can know who are, who are coming in late? Go go again. Ten. Type it in there. Yeah, you yeah, can type my, it on there. Type from, it on DJ. From, from nine to six in my top ten is Harden at ten, Clay Thompson at nine, 
Paul George at eight, Kawhi Leonard at seven, and DeMarcus Cousins at six. No problem with that. No problem. No problem with that. For me, I'm going to go ten. Ten I had. Ten I actually. This is still tough. Okay. Who did you say your eight was? Paul George. Seven. Kawhi Leonard. Six is DeMarcus Cousins. Okay, then calling an audible. Nah, I can't. Be all of them just because of DJ's list. It's not. It's not because of DJ. It's because I don't. Because I. Because I'm not. I'm not married to it. It, it. It's. It's such a toss up. So, like I said, as a, the ten spot, I did. I, I originally gave to Kyrie. Ten. Ten. I had Kyrie, and, and I had left out Kawhi Leonard. I very easily can be swayed in a debate of why Kawhi Leonard should be ten over Kyrie Irving. I, I I have no problem with Kyrie. Uh, excuse me, Kawhi Leonard at um at ten. That being said, Kyrie Irving dribble shoot scoring is top five score in the game. So I I'll give I'll give it to Kyrie Irving right now. Mm-hmm. So Kyrie is my ten. Uh, nine Harden, eight Clay, seven Cousins, and six um AD as an Anthony Davis the Brown um him. Like uh, Blake Griffin, I need to see him healthy. Um, I need to see him impact his team in the standings. And but he has he could easily two years from now be top three on this list. Mm-hmm. I just need to say I need him to stay healthy. I just really need him to stay healthy and start impacting games. Demarcus Cousin is the tricky one in that he's the last big man, low post big man down there. And he's the best big man in the NBA by by a mile. The problem with DeMarcus Cousins, aside from being a head case, which not factor into this at all, um, is his impact on games. I mean, his numbers jump out at you. What was his numbers? Like 27 and 13. Or just ridiculous numbers. But Sacramento was not even remotely close to relevance. And it's like he's just out there just really racking up fantasy basketball numbers. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's like that receiver you have who just puts up these numbers and blowouts, win or lose. He's like a Jacksonville receiver. You know what I mean? Like right. it's kind of like, wow, your numbers are. You amazing. had Leonard as your ten, right? Kawhi Leonard. Or you no, I did. I, I went with Kyrie. I went with Kyrie. I left it at Kyrie because right, Michael Smith said uh, it's crazy that you don't have Leonard in your top ten. Just to that I, I I get that. And ask him. I agree did, with ask, you, Michael. Ask Michael. Does he in that debate would he have Kyrie in his top ten? That that would be my question. I I I'm I'm prepared for that. I I, I understand that. And you know what if. If you ask if I did this list tomorrow, there's a very good chance that, that it would be Kawhi Leonard. I'm not, I, Kai, Kai, excuse me, Leonard was the, the hardest one for me. Kawhi was the hardest one. And it's because I have so much respect for the Spurs and their system. You, you know what I mean? That, that's why. The same way you feel about Tom Brady and that you just feel like, you know, while Tom Brady is great, so much of it is Billichek, so much of it is the system, da da da. That's kind of how I feel about Kawhi Leonard. And, and it's, and he's early in his career. Now, if he does it like Brady does over 15, 20 years, whatever it is, then you say, obviously, there's something to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about Kawhi Leonard. I, mm-hmm. I, I just, my, I, I, the way I, I preference this is that if I put Kawhi Leonard on Sacramento or one of these, if I put him on the Sixers, does he make them any better? Or is he just a guy out there playing solid defense by himself? Does, who, who does make the Sixers better? These elite guys, the top five, LeBron does, Kevin Durant does, uh, you know. 
I, I, feel I don't like, think I they're title like Kawhi, contenders. I feel like Kawhi, Kawhi's, you know, right, right, you know, right there below them guys. I, I, I feel I, like he can he can change on both ends of the floor. He can he can change the team, and you know, and I and I and at first I was like, you know, put Kawhi on another team, and he won't be doing the things he's doing in 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 San Antonio. But now he's he's made me a believer. I've seen things from him that he's just gotten better and better, and I feel like that he will be okay on his own. No disagreement. I'm just if you're here, I'm just two steps behind you. Right. That's okay. all. Right. You know, what I mean, like I, I'm so for Michael Smith says crazy. I don't disagree. And I can say. Die says the system makes Kawhi top ten. I, 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 we're all saying the same thing. We're, we're, we're all saying the same thing. Again, cousins to me, talent wise and big man, it just seems like I, we're starting to really even question the value of what a big man is. All right, in but the NBA. Wait, hold up. William West says you killed your your own argument because Kyrie couldn't make his own team better. Nor would he make the Sixers better. Laugh out loud. Hey, 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 Willie, Butch, I, um, Kyrie's tough. I, I just do not want to, I, it'd be hard for me to sit here and ignore, like, I didn't, didn't just see him have one of the better NBA finals that I've seen with the 40 point, point, point games. Like it was nothing. The dude. Well, I was actually a finals MVP. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah. he's a finals. Oh, no, excuse me. I was Kawhi thinking you were saying one of the MVP. MVP. Kawhi was MVP. Yeah, you know, no, absolutely, yeah. absolutely was, and he earned it. Yeah, and, and he and he and he absolutely earned it. I, Defensive player of the year, like I said, I could be swayed. I can't be swayed. <laughs> That's what we try to do. We try to you guys, and and you probably have, you have. Okay, <laughs> like I mean, I am. <laughs> leave where, Harden off. Where, I mean, goodness, um, leave Clay off. Don't leave. Where's Kawhi. um? Where's Kyle at, man? Kyle, give me some help on the on, on why Kyrie. Kyle's got Kyrie one. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. He's got him higher than Kyrie has himself. You, you know what I mean. Um, but even even if you want to keep keep Kyrie on this list, I mean, there's other guys you can take off in place of Kawhi. Like, and, and if there's guys who are gonna come off, it's gonna be like Demarcus Cousins. And Michael Smith says Kyrie only impacts the game if he's scoring. That's it. it that is 100 percent accurate. Yeah. But last I checked, the yeah, objective. Yes, yeah. the objective of the game is yeah. to score more points than the other team. So you know. Well, that, well in that case, what's wrong with Demarcus Cousins? Or James Harden. <laughs> because uh, my, my, my only knock on DeMarcus Cousins is the lack of impact that his numbers have on a basketball game. That is it. If we're, if we're looking at this in a vacuum, like what he does, you know, his numbers, he's a case for the top five. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just hard for me to call a guy, you know, a elite, one of the second or third best players. Cause the, the other guys, when we get, when we get into this top five that we're at, they all have one thing in common. They're winning. Right. You, you know what I mean? So one would stick out like a sore thumb. It was like, what do these five guys have in common? Like, oh, they're in the finals, the conference finals every single year. And right. this guy's never even been to the playoffs. Right. You know, so I, I just can't put him on that next tier until he does. VZ, brought, VZ Vaughn brought up a good point. Let me ask you guys. Do you guys think Clay Thompson's a, a system player or you think he could go out there and, and put up buckets on any team? In the, Clay in the Thompson league? put up buckets, man. That's the way he shoot the right ball. There. You give him the ball, he's going to make shots. <laughs> plain and simple. Yeah. Plain, yeah. I mean, plain and simple. Well, Clay Thompson, no. Because I think that everybody on that Golden State team, with the exception of, I think he is the system. You know, him and Steph, yeah. and Steph are the system. Yeah, so, true. you know, yeah. they create the system. I think Draymond Green and, and, yeah. and, and Harrison Barnes, they're products of the system. Right. They're products of Clay Thompson. And Steph, when a guy can literally shoot from four feet inside a half court, yeah, and 
what he did what he did in this playoff run defensively skyrocketed him up the up the uh charts. And that's the thing that people forget how good of a defender that Clay is. Clay's is is one of the best two way players in the game. And the way he shoots the ball, it just opens up you gotta respect it so much. It just opens up lanes for him to be able to drive to the rim and, and finish at the rim, which he's not bad. He's not bad at. Um Clay Clay got my respect. I I think any 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 system you put him in, he's gonna be able to score in. I mean he he basically brought they they were supposed supposed to lose to Oklahoma. And this he had eleven day, threes and brought them back. In this day and age, if you're a twenty point scorer, you're considered a very good score. If you mm-hmm. average twenty points a game, a game, you're a very good score. Mm-hmm. Bradley Bill parlayed never averaged twenty points a game, or was right at that mark. Mm-hmm. And he parlayed that into hundred and twenty million dollars. So twenty points in a game is a very good game. Yeah. Clay Thompson is a guy who's done twenty point quarters several times. Yeah, quarters. Yeah, and not once, not twice, not. Several times he's had twenty points in the quarter. Mm-hmm. That to me is elite. That that stuff, you know, you're like, whoa, this. I mean, this guy scored thirty-seven points in the quarter. That's not a system. And 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 you would say, oh wow, anybody can get hot once. Yeah, he scored twenty-five in the quarter. I want to say like four or five times. Right. And there's a handful of people who can do that. Real small handful. So Clay, an elite, and I'll say elite score, and what he showed in the defensive and guarding point guards. Because Steph couldn't guard anybody. What he what he did defensively and and play and did that on both ends. Nah, Clay Clay's a real deal. Oh, no matter what team you put him on. Right. If if you take Clay off of Golden State, his scoring average goes up. Doesn't go down. That that that's my thinking. When you saw the games that Steph Curry wasn't there, he looked like Steph Cor- Steph Curry light. You know what I mean? Like he was out there doing the same thing. It's putting up the same numbers. You know that. So I, I have no I, the the idea. I feel like anybody would would uh still have a question mark about. Clay Thompson to me is, is crazy. Anybody else jumping out? What's any what are the comments over there saying, A1? Um What's what what's the main uh beef about? Basically about Clay uh Harden. Um you have to put the Euro step god in your top ten talking about Harden. Um <laughs> Harden is tough, man. Uh, Harden Harden the the complete lack of defense and I feel like Harden is a stat guy. I feel Hold like he—that's his purpose—is to get stats. Von saying that um, he said exactly shooter, not score. Clay's a score. I mean, he's a shooter, but I mean that's part of scoring. You got to be able to, you know, shoot the ball. Clay can get to the rim. Clay finishes at the rim also, and he makes his free throws. Being a good free throw shooter is a, is a part of scoring too. Like the guys, Kyle Corver is a score. Matt Bonner, I mean, excuse me, Kyle Korver is a shooter. Yeah. Matt Bonner is a shooter. Yeah. Uh, you know, Steve Kerr is a shooter. You yeah. know what they all have in common? They don't score 35 in a quarter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, they just don't. And you don't watch, you don't watch any Hawks game and be like, man, Kyle Korver is on fire, 35 is, no. You know, you just go at him and you shut that down. Clay Thompson, when he's on fire, there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing. Cause if you run at him, he will put the ball on the floor. And he's gotten a lot better with the back to the right. basket against right. against yeah, he, smaller defenders. Right, and he posts up too. I forget about yeah, that. Yeah, he's he's worked on that. It's almost like he hears you talking about him, and he's he's added a little something to that, you know. And and he's only getting better. He's right. not just a shooter. He Clay Thompson is definitely not just a shooter, and he finishes at the rim. Right. And Vaughn said, "Is he that guy without Curry? When 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 he's played when when Steph Curry's not in the game, he's played great and scored the ball at a high level. 
You need to go back and watch these games. There's a handful of these playoff games where Steph Curry was the stoop star who was MIA, not Klay Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and when Steph Curry was down, Klay Thompson picked him up. Right. And said, come on, bro, let, let, I got, I'm going to do this right now. You do that and get that. And, you know, let's not forget in these playoffs, Steph Curry missed, uh, two weeks and Klay Thompson played just fine as superstar A. Absolutely. That Oklahoma game, Klay brought them back almost single handedly. Absolutely. Uh, Clay, Clay's, Clay's battle tested, man, in big games that matter. You, you know, I mean, in NBA conference finals and, and playoff games, Clay's battle tested and, and he, and he matters. It, it, it's almost like the, it, 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 when you watch it, it's like, you know, he definitely earned his own merit off, off of, it's easy to say Steph Curry, but if you watch the games, nah, it, it's definitely, he does it independent of Steph Curry. Clay has definitely graduated from just being a shooter. He's gotten better and better. He can score the ball. In, and he in plays transition defense. on the post, and he plays great defense. His what he does off defensively allows you to have Steph Curry out there, you know, because you can't have two guys out there not playing any, any defense. Right. You put James Harden and Steph Curry on the same court, trouble. You know how many points you score, they're giving up more. You, you can't have two people out there not defending anybody, you know. And his ability to guard the other team's point guard—that's a hell of an ability to have. That's what allows you to to hide Steph Curry on defense. Right. Um. We had a, a new listener. I don't want to draw too much attention to my man. I just seen Grant Hill joined the room. Grant Hill? Yeah. What's up, Grant? Grant, one of the uh, – you know, I saw his picture. Yeah, I guess he posted a picture of um, himself and Scottie Pippen at the um, – at a, a, from when they were at the Olympic trials. And I guess he said him and Scottie Pippen were on what would have been Dream Team 2. And it, and it just got me to thinking, and the debate was, you know, who would have been better, Grant Hill or Scottie Pippen? And – just reading the comments and a lot of people, I don't think people realize how great Grant Hill was before those injuries he in was Detroit. Supposed to be on, he was in that next Jordan conversation. Right. And he's one of the few people that I think warranted it. Yeah. And he was what I would almost call LeBron before LeBron. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he, he was he was that good. Without, without being, you know, having to be bigger and stronger than right. everybody, I think LeBron really just kind of bullied his way. You know, to 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 be in the best because he's so big and so strong. Grant was just pure skill. Yeah, no, nah, ex- exactly. That's the that's the difference is that LeBron was bigger and faster and stronger than everybody. Yeah. He's a LeBron is just LeBron is three or four decades ahead of his time physically. Right. You know right. Four years from now, that's going to be normal. His size, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean. He's just so far ahead of where he's supposed to be physically. Um, I think Grant Hill was not dominantly physical like that. He was just. He was a a basketball specialist, you know, and, mm-hmm. and he came, he was, and he was polished. And the, and the thing about Grant Hill is that because of his background, there was, and coming from Duke and his dad and his mom being very um established people, and his mom being roommates with, uh was it Hillary Clinton, I think it was, or whatever the case may be, at Stanford, there was this idea that Grant Hill was soft, and he wasn't. You know what I mean? Like that, that was the thing is that like, oh, you know, just another one of these Duke guys. And you remember him getting the, the tussle with Alonzo Mourning, throwing each other. He throws Alonzo down to the ground, gets back up and just goes straight to the rim and bangs on Zo, mm-hmm. who was the best, uh, shot blocker in the NBA at the time. And he, and he was just, he was amazing. You know, it, it was, uh, it was pretty good. It was easy to hate him because he was a Duke. I'll tell you that. <laughs> easy to hate a Duke guy. Right, I mean, I, right. And what's crazy is that you remember that Duke team with Leitner and Hurley and all of that. They would go to the back-to-back national championships, and then boom, next year they come back and he's gone. And it's like, okay, it's just Grant Hill by himself. And he willed that Duke team to almost right back to the national championship team right. by himself. 
That being said, it's still F Duke. I can tell you that all day, every day. But hell of a, a small forward, and thank you for uh, listening. Uh, big big props out to you, and it was uh, one of the best pro- small forwards to ever to ever um, play the game. Yeah, man, appreciate it, brother. And I got the opportunity to play against him. When when we played against Grant, where was he? Probably in Phoenix. Orlando. Whoa, that was a rare opportunity. My man played about thirty games in Orlando. That was uh, Phoenix also. Phoenix, Orlando. That would have been real interested to see what would have happened with the um, the Grant and, and Tracy McGrady. Yeah, to, we never we never got a chance to see what could have been of that. But um, anyway, so let's let's review. Let's go back down. Um, Paul, Paul um, what's his name? Paul Baker. Paul Baker. Yeah, he said you'd be saying anything. Uh, Alonzo Morning was not the best shot blocker in the. You know, <laughs> he was up. I, he was up there. What you, I feel like, like he, what, yeah, it was him Mutumbo. Like yeah, it was him and Mutumbo. Like yeah. what do you? Theo, Theo Ralph maybe. Hey, hey, one, please pull up Alonzo Morning's uh, shot blocking numbers for me. What are you talking about? That's what Alonzo did. He protected the rim. What yeah. he's it wasn't one of the biggest, one of the best shot blockers ever. Where, you, where are these people? Where do you find these people, yo? Alonzo Mourning wasn't that's, one of the best shot blockers. That's why everybody can't always agree. Everybody always can't always be right? Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what you mean? I mean, Alonzo was, that's what. He averaged three uh, a game for his career. Come on, man. Three <laughs> a game for his career? Not a season for his career? That's ridiculous, dude. Did anybody in the NBA average three three blocks last year? Maybe Whiteside? Maybe Whiteside. Probably Whiteside. That's probably it. Three for his, read some of them years that he got right there, A1. And his prime there. Right. I didn't even know that. Three for his career. 3.5, 3.1, 2.9, 3.9, 3.7, 3.8, 3.9, 3.8, 3.9, 3.8, 3.8, 3.8, 3.8, 3.8, 3.8, 3.8, 3.8, 3.8, 3.8, 3.
Okay, that's a pretty good list. I like it. Very good. Very similar to mine. At mine, at my 10, it's Kyrie Irving, which I, I'm going to hold on to it. Because, now, you know what? Now, at Kyrie, I'm on the fence. Kyrie Irving and Kawhi Leonard, but I, I'll give the nod to Kyrie Irving. But you made a very valid point. That dude is a finals MVP. So uh, to get uh, Kawhi Leonard. Um, nine, James Harden. Eight, Clay Thompson. Seven, uh, Cousins. And six, Anthony Davis. So now let's get into the top five, DJ. Drum roll. We have great sound effects around here. Um, uh, um, five. Our top five is probably going to be similar. Similar, all the same. Okay. I appreciate it, Grant. Grant said he got to run, keep up the good work. Thanks, Grant, for um. Thank you, Grant. Hell, appreciate man. you, brother. Care. Big fan. Um, at five for me, Anthony Davis. At four, um, Russell Westbrook. Three, Steph Curry. Two, Kevin Durant, and one, LeBron James. Okay, say that one more time. Five. Five, Anthony Davis. Uh-huh. Four, Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Three, Steph Curry. Two, Kevin Durant, and one, LeBron James. Okay. So I had Anthony Davis at six. You had him at five. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much pretty much the same thing. Um, And it's, everything else is pretty much the same. No, you know what? I have one name. Mine that you didn't have in your top ten. Clearly. Wow. Okay, interesting. I have at five, oh, you, Paul George, PG thirteen at five, mm-hmm. four, Chris Paul, who you've left out your yeah, top ten yeah, altogether. I, I figured I figured you was gonna you was gonna put Chris in. Big Chris Paul yeah, fan. Yeah. Um, wow, my man didn't even have Chris Paul in his top ten. Jesus. Um, I can definitely replace Chris Paul with James, James Harden. Harden. Yeah, this guy. Okay, so then I got CP three at at four, and then Westbrook at three. Yeah, Westbrook at three. Excuse me. I thought I made a mistake. Westbrook at three. KD. You know what? I have too many players. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. It's KD. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Who's five? I do have too many players. Who's so guess what? Kyrie Irving has been removed. Because <laughs> I had too many. Because I had too many players. So I'm still Kawhi, Kawhi and Kyrie's out yes, there. Yes, yes. Okay. So they're both gone. So my five, I have Chris Paul at five. Okay. And then uh, Westbrook at four. Okay. KD at three. Mm-hmm. Steph at two. Mm-hmm. LeBron at one. Okay. Um, we flip flop Steph and KD. Yeah. I think that's splitting hairs. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for most of the I don't have a problem with KD. I don't have a problem with KD at two. I'd imagine you don't have a problem with Steph at two. Nah, Steph was Steph was my one. Right. For most of the year, like all year, really, Steph was one until until the finals, and then once once everything was said and done, um, I felt like you know LeBron kind of took took his league back. Um, and, and, and KD, I mean, I, I think they just kind of took, they took stuff out of the game. You know, when they switched to pick and rolls, um, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of tough for him, you know, to, to, to get off, you know, the last, you know, in the finals as much as he did, you know, before. And with KD, I feel like KD can, you know, get his off at any, at any defense you give him. Um, I, again, I don't have a problem with KD at, at, um, two. I just feel like Steph, I'll just go with what you said. For the majority of the year, Steph was one. He's the unanimous MVP. Mm-hmm. I'm just not ready to move him down from one to three overnight. You know what okay. I mean? That 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 that's my thing. KD, hats off to you. no no problem with him being two. And really, I, I, that whole one through three, I think is just a, a tier. Absolutely, per se. absolutely. You know, the, I have I think no that, problem putting any of them at one yeah, and any of them at three. I think it's just a tier that's above mm-hmm. everybody else. Yeah, and it depends on what your personal preference is. And it depends on what you value and what day of the week it is, really. You, you, you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's how, because that, that right there, that one through three, 
was decided within the last two weeks of the season. Yeah. If if that could have played out completely different. Right. We could easily be sitting here today saying Kevin Durant's the best player in the NBA. We could easily be sitting here saying, you know, Steph Curry's the best player in the NBA, coming off a of back-to-back this, da 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 in case it may be. Uh, so that's why I, I just want to call that one through three tier. The question I have that jumps out to me, why, why you don't like Chris Paul, bro? What Chris Paul do to you? <laughs> what, Chris Paul, what Chris my Paul man. do to you, man? That's my man. Let, let, let's, somebody posted in the sports talk group, they posted a picture. It was Chris Paul, Steph Curry, um, Kyrie Irving, Westbrook, and Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. and was like, who's the best point guard? And who's the best point guard? And they had him listed. And I said, listen, we were talking about point guard. Mm-hmm. It's Chris Paul. Player? That's all up to the was, was Steph in there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Chris of five. It was Steph, Chris Paul, Westbrook, okay. Kyrie Irving, and Damian Lillard. Okay. Here was, here was what I said on that group. If we put together one of these dream teams and all of them are on the team, mm-hmm. I can tell you which one is starting at point guard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we know which one is the starting point guard. I'm going now, to start Steph. But at point guard? Yes. Steph is a point guard. He just knocks down shots. Chris Paul is first team all NBA defense every year. Okay. And the guards, the okay. other team's best point guard. Okay. Leads the league in assists year in, year out, just about. And when he doesn't lead the league in assists, his assist to turnover ratio is like a full point, sometimes two. Ahead of some of these guys. Well, he dribbles the ball until it's time to just Which, pass. What, 20 that, seconds until it's time to pass to somebody that's open. That, that's fine. You dribble around in circles and circles and, that, and you pass the ball. I, and that, that's still not going to turn the ball over. If you, if you, if he took more chances in letting somebody else make a play or, or, you know, making a pass without having to dribble, you know, through pick and roll back and forth three, four times, he'll probably get more turnovers. Other guys, you know, are trying to make, make plays and they're getting turnovers that way. That's a He's problem, just holding though. on to the ball. Yeah. But like, like for Steph, for Steph, for instance, if Steph wanted to average ten assists, he could. They wanted to. They wanted this year. They wanted to let Draymond Green pad his stats, so they let him mm-hmm. bring the ball up the floor while they run off screens and shoot the ball, so he can get his assists up. He and, can and, make a name for himself. And 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 my and my and my argument with that is that where these other guys, whether it be Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving, Chris, uh, excuse me, Westbrook, all the other four, and which who who, who can who can all score? Mm-hmm. Chris Paul can score if he wants to. Westbrook led the league in assists, I believe. Oh no, or no, maybe Rondo. Uh, Rondo, Rondo maybe he was two. But. Yeah, he was two. And he had twice, yeah. literally twice as many turnovers as um as Chris Paul did. Right. Um but the thing is, is like let's not make Chris Paul out to be Rondo in terms of like he not can't score. Not at all. You know what I mean? Like Chris Paul, trust me, nobody's sagging off of him and saying, let him shoot. You know what I mean? Like that's that's not the case at all. You know, and there's plenty of big games where right. Chris Paul drops thirty. Right. Listen, Chris a friend of mine, but you know, still, I mean, I know guys. Might not be here anymore. Does he know that you don't have him in the top ten? No, he's in, he's in my top ten. I just, I, I forgot all about Chris. Who needs top- friends? <laughs> who needs friends if, if if you don't even got him in the top ten? Jesus, nah, he's he's definitely over over James Harden. But but still, I mean, I, I I see the game, and I and I know that. I mean, everybody don't doesn't necessarily enjoy playing with somebody who dominates <laughs> the, the ball. ball. I got he, dom- you. he dominates I, the I, ball I, I, way too much. I, no argument. I, you it, know, he had he's had talent. That's one he hasn't took he hasn't gotten his team over the hump. That is one knock. Uh, all these players have a knock. You know what I mean? Whatever yeah. everybody has a knock. And there's I'm not gonna defend that and say, no, that's not true. He he dribbles the air out the ball. Yeah. He, ab- he absolutely does. Right. But that being said, at the end of the day he passes the ball and it's not the way some of, we see other guys who dominate the ball, dribble the ball there, and only pass it to people in bad situations when they can't get their own shot off. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? In terms of like, at least at the end of his dribbling session, he normally finds an open man to pass the ball to in a very good position. Because in, in his pick and roll situation is he's so good off the pick and mm-hmm. roll. Either you got to let him get an open 15 footer or floater, or as soon as that big man jump out there, he going to lob the ball up to the highest jumping seven footer ever. And the highest jumping six foot 10, yeah. six foot nine so, so, or whatever. Absolutely. So with that, I mean, he's, he's going to get his assists and he's going to get his points. But the thing is, he's, it's, it got to be him getting one of the two every time down the court. Right. Now, that being said, I've watched and me and A1 sat back together and watched the Clippers game. And I remember as it comes down to the end. And somehow, some way, Blake Griffin gets the ball by himself on an ISO with eight seconds left. And you, and then you see why Chris Paul dribbles the life out the ball. It's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And it was just like, yo, did you just take two streps, dribble, travel, then fall down? And the ball rolled out of bounds, like on a clip. Like that's what you remember that A one. It was like, yeah, yo, are that. you serious? Like, that's that. what that's what just happened. And, and then Chris Paul, and you're like, now you wonder why Chris Paul, you know, dribbles the ball until, and all you need to do is catch the ball in alley and in alley oop. You know, so I'm a part of that. And and again, we can't ignore it. if we're gonna praise Kawhi Leonard and and Paul George as the, for their defense. Chris Paul defends the other team's best, you know, point guard, right. and does it at an all defensive level. And that that you just can't ignore in terms of like if we're in a lab and we're putting together, I said, DJ, write down on a piece of paper the best qualities for your dream point guard. Mm-hmm. You're going to say you're going to describe Chris Paul minus the dribbling there off the ball. You right. know, I want a guy who can distribute the ball, a guy who's, you know, is, is careful, with the, isn't careless, doesn't turn the ball over, mm-hmm. plays good defense, can knock down an open shot, can score when he needs to score, but is looking to set. And that's what Chris Paul is. Now, it gets real tricky with these other guys, a Kyrie Irving, a Damian, like Westbrook to me is hard because Westbrook, which we both agree, like on most other things, is that top three player. Neither one of them want to. We don't want him running our team, though. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a top three, he's top four better. player. He's getting better at staying under control, but it's still, you know, he's still, he's still a little erratic, and he still, you know, make bad decisions. Now th- that being said, I this is not coming out of Katie and Katie has publicly said nothing but great things about Russell Westbrook and I'm sure he'll never go on record saying I have to believe that Katie got sick of that act you mm-hmm. know what I mean and then you have to think to yourself Katie who's the most laid back deferring superstar that you're really gonna find I can't ignore that you, you know what I mean if I'm an up and coming guy and and I call hey man I'm thinking of going to play with OKC Katie what do you think eh Eh, you, you know what I mean? And that kind of stuff resonates with you. Right. Eh, well, what are your other options? You know, what, what else were you looking at? Like, oh, I was thinking about going to so-and-so. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that's a better look for you. you. You know what I mean? And I don't think you can ignore running off elite players, elite talents, and stuff like that. So, Westbrook, that's where it comes hard for me is that, you know, he is an exceptional player. It, it's kind of like, if, again, we go back to, the Michael Vick high, highlight career is like, yo, this dude is the most electrifying, game-changing player on the field. Mm-hmm. If I'm, yo, know, Randy Moss, yo, you want to go play with him? Eh. Like, no, I actually like to catch the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and he just, eh, not really one of the greatest distributors of the ball. You know, electrifying talent and is amazing, but eh. And, and that's how I kind of get with Westbrook. So, whereas though, I think Westbrook is a better basketball player than Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Paul is light years ahead of Russell Westbrook in the point guard department. Let me ask you a question. Who would you rather have as your starting point guard? Um, Kyrie or John Wall? 
Silence. Um, That's a good question. Um, I'm, I am. I don't want to say not a fan of John Wall because it's because that's not accurate. Um, Today, he, right now, I gotta I gotta go John Wall on my team because John Wall is gonna gonna get other guys involved. John Wall is gonna play defense. Right. He is just and he, he just put up the numbers. He can. He just struggles to to knock down you know the shots the shots that that um Kyrie. You know, can do but he's, I think he's, he's more effective when he when he's not scoring. And, and, and I and I think struggling yeah. is putting it nicely. Yeah. I, it just I think depends it, on the team I have. But I mean, as far as running your team, because that's the way you said it, I probably got to go with Wall because I don't I don't really trust Kyrie running my team because he doesn't run the team he's on. Too many times I watched John Wall get the rebound, go eight thousand miles down the court. I mean, like just the fastest guy you've ever seen in your life. And either A, be under the basket and miss a layup. Mm-hmm. B, leave his feet before he realizes that he's the only person down. You know what I mean? Like you completely left his feet with nobody to pass the ball to, which also turns it leads into a turnover. Um, and it just more times than probably anybody else I can remember, you say to yourself, wow, guy's out of control. But he's kind of like, like Westbrook does that a lot too, I think. I, it, it doesn't look the same. Am I wrong? Like it just like you just like, like wow that I dude see... is full fledged out of control. Like I... you no breaks, no like you couldn't even stop. Nah, I feel like Westbrook's more out of control than John. I feel like when I see John go on his one on whoever <laughs> breaks, I feel like most of the time he finishes it. Yeah, I, I I just seen it way more times than I, you just say to yourself that looked like high school basketball. Like did he just really sprint down there at full speed, leave his feet with not a soul to pass the ball to? And either throw the ball out of bounds, throw it to somebody on the team. And at, at one point, his, his, um, I don't know if it was this year, but the year before, his turnover numbers were like mind boggling. Like, I mean, yeah, he was four, at, he was at one point, it was close to four a game. And you're like, that is a lot of turnovers. When you play that way, yeah. when, you, when you play that way, you're going to, you're going to turn the ball over. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. And, and, and I'd say, I'll just, when you say, like you said, you did phrase it, run your team. So if we're saying run the team, John John Wall, I guess, in terms of run the team. Who I'd rather have, though, Kyrie Irving because of his ability to shoot and do other things. I do feel like John Wall is drastically better than him defensively, takes his defensive assignment more serious. And uh, just that. I mean, I, I feel like – and he and he does pass. You know, John Wall, at one, I think it was the just last year was – about fourth in the NBA in assist. You know, he had a, third this season. Okay, there you go. I mean, that, that's a lot. The, the, there you go. Kyrie Irving, it was at like five. You know what I mean? Like so, yeah. I'd, I'd rather have John Wall running my team. Yeah, that, that that I'll say that. But um, yeah, DJ Chris Paul, out your top ten. But you say who'd you kicked out? You kicked out James Harden. Yeah. So then, where were you replacing him? Were you just placing him? You're placing him nine. No, ten. Ten. Behind Chris, uh, excuse behind me. Clay. Behind Clay. Yeah, I mean, because sometimes, sometimes assists can be really, really deceiving. All stats can be very deceiving. Yeah. No, no doubt about that. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely not. No, no disagreeing that. And as much as a passer, I mean, I'm pretty sure DeAndre Jordan loves playing with, with um, Chris Paul. But I don't know. Does does the Wings love playing with Chris Paul? You know, does does how much does Blake love it? Blake, I'm pretty sure Blake wants more opportunities to. Get the ball on his own and create a shot for itself on the on the post without having to keep pick 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 and dunk. Or you got guys like Rondo, 
who who um Rondo also only passing the ball unless he get an assist. Rondo Rondo not gonna hold on to the ball. He doesn't dribble the ball. He doesn't go pick and roll, that don't work. I right, pick and roll again, that don't work. I right, pick and <laughs> right. roll again. Nah, Rondo's right, right, gonna right. get to the rim and, and create a shot for you. Yeah. Even like Steph. Even though Steph like I feel like Steph can get that many assists if he wants to. But I'm pretty sure them guys would rather play with Steph because the attention that Steph draws when they're gonna get open. And they're gonna get opportunities, more opportunities than they would get playing with Chris Paul. Again, factor in the defense. Only one of those guys play. Of that whole elite five of point guards, only one of them well, is known as a Well, Steph a Curry, Steph, that's, that also can be deceiving. Steph Curry led the league in, in steals, but that, that, I that, that defense, numbers. that defense, like, that also can be deceiving. There's guys, like, that, that, that will go at Chris with no problem. They let Chris get away with a lot of fouls and stuff a lot. And, and you know, it looks good, but th- that can also be deceiving. So, for the record, you just hate Chris Paul? Not at all. It's my guy. It's my guy. <laughs> hey, is that what you heard? Facebook, what do, what, what do y'all think about DJ assassination of Chris Paul? <laughs> man, just, just just an annihilation of Chris, of Chris Paul, man. Is it just I, me? I, or I, took, I put it in my top ten. Okay. Still. I just want to know. What, 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 what spot you got him at? Ten. He's got him at ten. But I'm not going to. I, I just would rather have Steph Curry in my point guard than Chris. Uh, one name that we both – and, and I like and doesn't get the attention I think he deserved, and I'm glad that we both came to agreeance in this. Um, PG thirteen, Paul George. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I'm a big fan of his, and I like what he's doing, offensive defense, and I think he is. A, if 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 it weren't for that injury, yeah. I think he's in that that top tier. You know, I, mean, I he's think he's right there. He's, he's, he's right that there. good. Him and him and him and Kawhi. Him and Kawhi is really, are uh, really similar. He mm-hmm. he got more handle than Kawhi. Shoots mm-hmm. it. Shoots a better than. I think Kawhi. he's a better scorer than Kawhi. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a better scorer. You know, he can shoot a better, handle better. Kawhi is right under him in those regards. He's right under Kawhi defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them are super athletic. I think they're really similar. Yeah, no, nah, I, I, I agree, I agree. I re- it's uh, it's and it's also amazing and awesome to see him come back from that mm-hmm. from that injury. Mm-hmm. That 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 is awesome to see him come back to that state. Still tripping off my man said Alonzo wasn't an elite shot blocker. You know, at three. <laughs> Three a game for his career. Has he ever said anything back again? Not even my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about another Alonzo morning. Um, all right. Well, the next that that's the top ten. A one. What do you think of of uh, DJ's terrible list or both of our lists? No, I think they're good. I mean, anything jump out at you that you disagree with one way or the other? Um, no, not really. No. I think that's all of this. Pretty much, uh, do you did you did end up putting? So you do agree with him not having Kawhi Leonard on his top ten? I, I don't even agree with it. So no, I, mean, no, it's I, like, no, I don't agree with that. No. I don't. <laughs> like I, I'm a Kawhi Leonard fan, but I'm a Spurs fan too, so I'm kind of biased. So, yeah. but I'm a big Kawhi Leonard fan. Yeah. Now, if I had said you you didn't have Kyrie on your side at all, no, where would you put Kyrie? Like, if we if we expanded this out, how far would it have to go before you get to Kyrie? Mm. It, it, between between twelve and fourteen. Okay, so he's he's just right outside there. Yeah, because like like you said, you made a good point yourself. With like with like Thank Damian you. Lillard, right? Like you know Damian Lillard, who when 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 Kyrie had his team, they had twenty win team. They stripped Damian Lillard of everybody he's had on his team last year, and they bring in well not bring in but McCullum played more, who averaged like five points the year before. Everybody counting this team out. Way out. Yeah. They're like the fourth or the fifth seed in the West. Right. In the West. Right. And he and could Kyrie do that? 
with that same team? No. I don't know. He had he had his chance. No, he couldn't. Yeah. In the West. Yeah. Nah, he, he couldn't. Yeah. And you know what? Fine, for the record, let's because all right, Kawhi Leonard is my ten. <laughs> all right. So who you take it out, Chris Paul? Somebody got to go. Oh yeah, because I already took Kyrie. Yeah, out. Yeah, you took Kyrie out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Kawhi, then you're eleven. <laughs> uh, I can take out James Harden. Definitely not married to James Harden on my list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> James Harden. I just to me, I feel like if you put together a, anybody chose the NBA list and they don't have James Harden in the top ten, you would say. Let me guess, you don't like James Harden. You say no. You know, like, cause I mean, most people don't. For some reason, like, I mean, I've never, I can't recall a superstar of that caliber with, with a smaller fan base. Just be like, no, I watch basketball and I know the game and I know what I see. I'm not That's just look. I'm just not just better. looking at the, the stats. Yeah. I like that. So I if like you're trying to build a championship team, no, a, a 12 man roster, no. are you taking no. Harden or, no. uh, James Harden can play. Kawhi. I'm taking Kawhi Leonard if, all if, day. If all day. If, <laughs> if if OKC had Kawhi Leonard instead of James Harden when they lost to Miami, yeah. they win that. They win that series hands down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, James Harden. James Harden stuck stuck the series up. He he can play though. There's no like absolutely can play. I mean he can play, and when I say he can play, he can score. You, you he know, can do everything. He can. He can dribble. He, he can actually score. can defend if he wants to. He has no desire to. He has no desire to. Because he needs to rest up to take yeah. every shot known to man on the other side yeah, of the floor. Yeah, I think it's I think it's it's his whole mindset. I don't think he cares. <laughs> well, obviously not. Obviously not. Well, no. we've seen high volume scores, Jordan, Kobe. Oh yeah. Play, play defense. Incredible play. defense. Yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, but you know what? They played they played in a they played they scored in a different way. They caught the ball in scoring positions. Their job was to score. He didn't right. they didn't bring, bring the ball down court. and just right. you know, run off pick and roll and just Throw your their body in the guys and trying to get fouls and lead the league in turnovers and that kind of stuff. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. it was it was different. They had a system. Yeah, nah, I, I can. Yeah, that's fine. I Michael can. Smith said five of his boys have done the list and Harden hasn't made any list. <laughs> yeah, nope. Nobody likes Harden. They they don't. And I believe it. I, I mean, I, I believe it. I think a lot of it. But it's it's when you're trying to do biased things, you have to catch yourself and try and. Like, if you ask a Redskins fan to put together a top 10 quarterback list, then you're looking like, so Tony Rumble just not a top 10 quarterback, huh? You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you just say, like, at what point, you, you know, yes, we can all know the Aaron Rodgers and the so-and-sos, like, right. but it's just like, so just Tony Romo's just not there, huh? Yeah, and, you, know, you just be like, come on, dude, at what point are you saying, like, nah, I hate Tony Romo, but that does not change that he's a good quarterback, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. so that's how I feel the James Harden thing is that you catch yourself, and I think that if you ask, 20 people to put together a list. James Harden is more times than not, not going to be on the list. And uh, you, so you just kind of police yourself and say, how far am I going to let him slide? Because like you said, I don't like his game and I don't like his game and you don't like his game. And I think America doesn't like his game. And he's super talented. And he's super talented. So, you know, you just kind of rate where, where the, ta- where the talent is. So that concludes it. That was fun. Good, uh, good list. Um, a one, any comments jumping out there before we get out of here about what anybody had to say? Um, I'm still waiting on my man's apology about uh, Lonzo Morning. I do want to ask y'all, what do y'all feel about this um, USA basketball team? They kind of looking like the Harlem Globetrotters out here. Are y'all cool with this, or you think maybe it's early, man? Wait till they start getting get into the real. What what, what did you think about Demar Derozan's three sixty on the man? Thought it was thought it was amazing, man. Thought it was amazing from he made that dunk. Yes, the fact that he even came that close to even making it. Yeah, I mean he was. He was above the rim, almost fully complete. But what do you just think about that, about 
doing that to another human being, like attempting a 360 dunk it on was a just, person. Well, it was disrespectful. I mean, <laughs> but that's... <laughs> They were up there with the um the Vince Carter dunk on the seven footer. Vince Carter's dunk isn't disrespectful. The like, guy was standing in front of him and he attempted to dunk on him. That's not disrespectful. That's, that's always that's, that's the objective the of the game. That's always going to be the best USA yeah. dunk yeah. ever, if right. not the best dunk on somebody ever. And he's just clear yeah. a seven. I mean, that's, that would that have been a, that could have been second had he um made it. had he made that. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that Vince isn't disrespectful. Vince is there's a guy in front of him and you jumped over him. I mean, the objective anytime. Like, Anytime you go to dunk the basketball, the objective is to be higher than the person that's trying to block the shot. The guy wasn't under the rim. The guy was away and, from the rim. And he just said, he hey, just cleared uh, them. Yeah. At 360? I mean, he could just took one no dribble and just got around him. 360 with nobody under the basket in a basketball game is almost disrespectful. You know, no, you know what I mean? You know nobody else. On you? Nobody. Every playground in America, that would get you beat up. Yeah. And look, <laughs> I mean, he, he 360 the other way. Not yeah, even I mean, the regular like, way. Like. And every, if you go, if you do Vince's dunk at the playground, people are just like, wow, I cannot believe that guy just jumped over you. You decide that you're going to come down and 360 on somebody, that'll get I'm your gonna legs tell, broken. I'm going to tell you the difference. The difference is that DeRozan actually had a, a, a drive to the rim where there was, no space to, for him to even do that. Mm-hmm. The guy had to come from a little bit over and mm-hmm. contest it. The guy was standing directly in front of Vince, not under the rim, no. away from the rim. Nobody else in the history of basketball would have tried that <laughs> but Vince. And that could have ended very badly. Yes, right? absolutely. The guy have. really wanted to like put his hands up or jump. Yes, no. Vince yeah. could have been broke his neck. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's what makes that way more disrespectful. And that fact that he oh. actually done it was just. Crazy. The DeRozan thing, you know, like I say, he, he has space. He has space to spin. <laughs> so let me get this right. You're saying Vince's dunk was more disrespectful than trying to 360 it on a person. Yeah, because that person could have chose not to jump. Then if he didn't jump, it's just a 360. Like <laughs> it's in a half court basket. That's he, a, like he. That, that was a that was a decision that the the, the Chinese guy made. So only DJ so, would blame. So it's a decision that the, the Chinese guy made I'm for saying, him to attempt the 360 if he, on him. If he don't, that, that's the thing. He wasn't just standing there. He had to meet him there. Hey, he stopped yes. and not jumped because the game oh, was over. Hey, he stopped and not jumped. He's a 360. Vince, that guy was standing dead in front of him. Oh my goodness. So you're like, all right, this seven footer just standing in front of me. I'm just gonna jump over him. What what are, what are these people here saying? I know they're telling you you're crazy. What, what does that say? Vince put his nuts on, on his head. Yeah. <laughs> That's Total it. disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, and, no, the uh, Team USA, I mean, it, it's still early and there's definitely it's just early. playing. It's they're early. playing teams and, and running through them. Uh, I mean, let's put it this way. It's something to watch in a time when there's not much to watch. So I'll take it. If yeah. nothing else, I mean, it, it pretty much is the Harlem Globetrotters at this point. Yeah. It's looking forward to them, you know, getting play like Spain or somebody. I mean, I, I don't think they'll lose. Think they'll wash everybody, but yeah, I mean, I like to see them play Spain or France. I think, but this year I feel like a lot of the um the top players for these other countries aren't playing. Like I, every time I turn on, I see one so and so isn't playing for their country. You know, this yeah. person, that person, but and I feel still, like a France lot of the top deep. NBA players aren't playing um on their team. France, France is deep. Is Tony still playing? Is deep. I don't know. Even if he is in France, France, France got a lot of guys. No, they do. The, um, what's it? Yeah, they do. They, they, they def- I'm trying to think of the, um, Gobert and them boys, they, they play for mm-hmm. the national team. Fournier, Batum. Mm-hmm. Batum, that's the one I was thinking of. I was the, the I want to say the Trailblazer, but I remember no. that he was not on the Trailblazer anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah, that, that, um, that'd be interesting. I look they, forward they to it. They had a lot of guys drafted this year, too. Yeah, I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Um, also, um, rest in peace, Dennis Green. Danny oh, yeah. Green. They yeah. are who we thought they are, man. Yeah. 
been a rough year. Deaths, man. A lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of tragic loss this year. A lot of deaths. A lot of deaths. Um, but yeah, that concludes the basketball. It was a good year of basketball. Love basketball. Um, thank you everybody who's been tuning in and following us all year long. William West, who came in and sat in a couple of times. Appreciate that. Uh, look forward to actually having you coming back, uh, Butch, one of these days. Get on here. Maybe get you in on one of these, uh, NFL shows. I know you don't know much about football, but we'll give you a chance to, to listen a little bit. Um, other than that, anything you want to say about the basketball season, DJ, before we put that, close that chapter? Nah, not yet. I mean, we, we still got, we still got the, um, the USA game to, to, to be done with before we totally close the chapter. Unless, okay. you know, something else drastic happens, like a trade or anything. But other than that, good no, season. Good season. Good season. Um, we already talked on it, but just looking forward to next season, it is, while it's exciting to see these super teams form, it is kind of hard, painful for a team like last year. Let's say, for example, the Clippers and maybe uh, a Memphis, something like that. Teams that you say, wow, you know, they have a chance to win the NBA title. Mm-hmm. That now they don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I didn't they, think they did. But, but but they were in the discussion. The, the but same now team's going to have a chance. Then, but now right? it's like it, it's almost just stamped. Like yeah. there's just oh, no, okay, maybe OKC. Okay, now there's only one less team that don't have a chance, and that's, that's OKC. OK, so now it's like yeah. we're pretty much down to two teams. In the West, it it was three teams. I mean, Spurs, Spurs, Warriors, and Cavs. Yeah, I was saying, I was really saying Warriors and uh, Cavs. But I mean, sure, Spurs. Spurs Track record speaks for itself. Yeah, and they 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 got Paul Gasol. Yeah, that's no small add to a team that's already won sixty seven games last year. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Two time champ. People, people that that goes under the radar when the sixty seven team adds a two time champ. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely does. Yeah. If he can stay healthy and he can, uh, and, and, and you know, Popovich will definitely He'll do his thing to rest stay him. healthy over there. Yeah. yeah. Good team. Yeah. Good team. All right, folks. Thank you again for everybody for tuning in. Um, not sure if it'll be next week, but pretty soon we'll get right back in it and start these, um, cause we only have about less than a month before we get into the NFL. So we'll break it down, do the previews by AFC, NFC, do our prediction show, pick, pick our MVPs. Pick some bold predictions that I'll be right on again and all of that good stuff. So um thank you again for everybody for listening. If you missed the show, the video will be available on both mine and DeMar's um, page. Um, tune in. If you have the tune in app, just type in Players Voice, the barbershop. It is on there. Or you can go to playersvoice.com, the website, and click on the barbershop tab and you can see the show and listen to the show so there's just several different ways you know you can listen to the show the podcast on your phone it's on itunes so if you miss the show driving you know working out whatever the case may be and you just want to listen to the show you can listen to the show there and again thank you for everybody who tuned in special thanks to grant hill that was great to have um join in and even respond to a couple of comments um and all of that everybody else who listens shakif all those other guys the regulars we appreciate it and we will see you guys shortly All right, later, guys.